You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today's short scripture reflection comes from Pastor Grant Partrick. Well, why, why might he not be willing? This is where theology is so important because Jesus's primary goal is not our comfort. Jesus's primary goal is his glory on planet earth. And he might say, I know you want me to be willing and yes, I am able, but I'm not willing because I see something good in it. Somebody that you work with is gonna meet Jesus. So I'm not gonna pull you out and put you over here because I want them to meet Jesus. I have a broader picture than you have and my definition of good and your definition of good might be different. So when we approach the throne, What if we began to pray with confidence that Jesus can change anything? That ought to be us. The leper says, if you're willing, I know you can heal me. We also have to understand this, that when Jesus says no, what he's saying is not yet. When when you pray, if you have a physical illness, if If you have something that's causing pain in your life and you say, God, I know you could and I'm asking you to be willing. And if he says, hey, yes, I can, but I'm not willing. The answer is not no. The answer is not yet. How do you know that? Because I'm planted in this word. And when you read Revelation, you understand there is coming a day with a new heaven and a new earth and all pain and all tears will be wiped away and the old is gonna pass away and the new is gonna come. So I'd like you to fix this now. But even if you don't fix it now, I understand this is a vapor and in eternity, I'm not gonna deal with this anymore. So do whatever you need to do to get glory in my life. This is the posture that I believe fertilizes the soil for breakthrough in our lives. So let's keep showing, let's keep knocking, keep showing up, keep asking, keep believing. One of the themes throughout Mark's gospel is persistent faith. You see it in so many of the miracles that Mark records. In Mark chapter two, uh, friends are desperately trying to get their friend to Jesus and the crowd is so big that they can't find a way in. So it says, when they could not get to Jesus, they went up on the roof, dug up the roof and lowered him down. Persistent faith. Mark chapter five, the woman with the blood disease stretches out his hand to touch the hem of his garment. And she says, if I could just touch the edge, just the hem, just one, if I could just get my finger on there. You see Jairus' persistent faith when his daughter's sick, saying, Jesus, my daughter's dying and I know that you could heal her. So persistent faith ought to mark us as believers. When you pray, if the answer right now is not yet, show up tomorrow and pray again. Keep knocking, keep asking, keep seeking God, keep believing, God, you could change this. And so I'm gonna show up again today and ask you to, will you repair my marriage, God? I need a breakthrough in my marriage. I know that you can, I know that you can, can put it back together. I know that you have the power to do that, but I'm asking you, God, are you willing? Can you please come? I'm gonna ask you again today and I'm gonna ask you again tomorrow and I'm gonna ask you again the next day. We have to be people of persistent faith. I'm convinced that for many of us, we take no way too easy. 
We take one no on one day and we never ask again. And when you read the story of scripture, you do not see that kind of faith on display in the New Testament. You see the kind of faith that goes, no today? Okay, great, I'll be back tomorrow and I'm gonna believe tomorrow that you still could heal it. And you say, no, tomorrow, I'm gonna be back the next day. And even if you don't heal it, I'm not gonna abandon you and go a different direction. I'm still gonna believe that you're God. My willingness to follow you is not dependent on your willingness to heal what I need healed, but I'm gonna keep showing up believing that you can. We have to be people of persistent faith. So you go, well, what happened? happens if I doubt that he can? Here's what I want you to know. Do you wrestle with doubt? Anybody in this room? Anybody at 515? You ever have a moment where you think, I don't know that God can do that? Good. It means you're human. If you don't have any doubt in your life, then maybe we need to go back to thou shalt not lie. We all have doubt in our lives because we're human. God isn't like us. He's not a little bit better than us. He's different than us. And it's, his ways are unsearchable. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. So there's gonna be times when you doubt, but listen to what this example in Mark chapter nine says. There's a father whose boy is sick. And he says, if you can, Jesus, you can heal him. And Jesus says, if I can, I can do anything for those who believe. And the father says back to him, I do believe but help me in my unbelief. And the enemy has used unbelief to drive us away from the throne of God. And I believe it's meant to drive it to us and it's meant to put us back on our knees and repeat these same steps. I have a humble awareness that my doubt is taking over my life, but I'm gonna acknowledge your power and ask for you to reorient that. And this little man's boy was healed because he didn't have any doubt. No, because he brought his doubt to Jesus and he said, help me overcome this. Don't let me sit on the sidelines my whole life because I feel guilty that I have doubt. Let it fuel me back to you again. That's what we need to be like, persistent faith. You know, when this blind man, Bartimaeus, when Jesus is coming by, he speaks up and he shouts. And what does everybody else do? They say, hey, you back there, shut up. You're not important enough. There, there's a lot of things he's got to do here. He's definitely not going to tend to you. They're going to listen to you. So just pipe down back there, beggar. Be careful who you allow to shape your view of what's important to God. Be careful who you allow to tell you what you can and can't talk to God about. God cares about what you care about. Why? Because God cares about you. I care about what my two and a half year old daughter cares about. I care about all the shows. I care about how the tea party needs to be set up. I'm six foot two. I sit at a chair this high. Why? Because I love this little girl. She's my child and I care about what she cares about. So these, these people are saying, hey, hey, hey he, doesn't, he doesn't have time to deal with someone like you. And Jesus says, that guy back there, call, go call him. And he makes the people, which is fascinating, he makes the people that were saying, shut up, stop talking. This is not your moment. And then they go back to Jesus and Jesus goes, go get him. They go, yeah, okay, great. I'll go right back to get him. Same guys. Is that not amazing? Persistent faith. If you stop praying, start again. If you believe they can't change, start again. If you think your relationship's never gonna be repaired, because you prayed for a year and a half and it didn't get repaired, pray another year and a half and believe that Jesus can do what he said he would do. And then lastly, and maybe most importantly, what we see is this. 
We have to have a greater commitment to God getting glory from our lives than to us getting breakthrough in our lives. We have to be more committed to God getting glory from our lives than we are to us getting breakthrough in our lives. Thanks for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast wherever you stream it. You can also subscribe to the Passion City Church and Passion City Church DC podcasts for our full messages every Monday.